fighting the culture of death and striving for a civilization of love. You're listening to Cresta in the Afternoon. Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. We are coming upon 40 Days for Life. My guest, Steve Carlin, is campaign director for 40 Days for Life, the author of This Is When We Begin to Fight. Uh, He edits uh, Day 41 magazine, co-hosts the 40 Days for Life podcast, and you can follow his work at 40daysforlife.com. Again, he's visiting here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and we'll have more information for how you can... uh, find out exactly what's going on in the Ann Arbor area. Uh, the focus will be uh, tomorrow, July 20th, 6.30 p.m., where people will be gathering in the public right-of-way outside of Planned Parenthood, the 3100 Professional Drive Ann Arbor. We'll have all the uh, linked information at our website, so keep that in mind. Steve, it's good to have you with me. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Wonderful, thank you. Very good. So, uh, are you in Ann Arbor yet? No, I will hit the road first thing in the morning okay. and uh, come in for that evening rally you just mentioned tomorrow. Yeah. That'll be tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how you got involved in um, fighting uh, the uh, problem of abortion. How'd you begin? Yeah, you know, like... So many people, I, I've always been pro-life, but for much of my life, I never did anything about it. And I'm not sure why that was, but it was really a personal encounter with abortion. My wife had a friend who, uh, who reached out to her one morning and said she's pregnant, but, you know, don't worry about it. She was going to take care of it. She was going to get an abortion. And, uh, you know, my wife actually at the time was not even passively pro-life like I was. She would have considered herself pro-choice. But this was really a wake-up call for my wife to, uh, to you know, quit doing that, like, well, I wouldn't personally have an abortion, but I can't tell someone else what to do with her body. That kind of woke her up and made her become pro-life. And uh, she offered her friend whatever support she might need to get through the pregnancy, financial support, a place to live, even to adopt her baby. But when um, when her doctors, when the, the young woman's doctors pressured her into abortion, uh, all the help that my wife offered just wasn't enough to empower her and encourage her to choose life. And so that moment was really seminal in our marriage and in our life, convincing my wife to become pro-life and convincing me to really get off the couch and do something about it. And I started praying at the local 40 Days for Life vigil uh, where I live in Madison, Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. uh, that just, you know, one thing led to another and got more and more deeply involved. How, um, how are, are, is the 40 Days for Life movement continuing to expand its efforts? It is. We have had 40 Days for Life vigils, you know, prayer and fasting in front of abortion facilities all day, every day for 40 straight days. We do it in the spring and we do it in the fall. And we've seen this take place now on all six populated continents. We have had hundreds upon hundreds of cities get involved. It continues to grow the number of cities. And uh, we we've now have more than one million volunteers who have gotten involved in one of these campaigns. Wow. That's good. That's that's a uh, it's a threshold number. Um, what for people who are unfamiliar with Forty Days for Life? Why Forty Days? Uh, what actually happens? If you lay that out for us, it'd be helpful. Sure. Forty Days, of course, is a scriptural time frame that God has used over and over again throughout salvation history. And so, when it came down, really, 
40 Days for Life was never designed to be something that would go all around the world. There was an abortion facility run by Planned Parenthood in College Station, Texas, and local pro-lifers got frustrated. They decided they needed to step up their efforts, but everything they could think of doing just wasn't enough. Political lobbying, legislative lobbying, uh, education, outreach, all of that, in spite of it, they saw the number of abortions continue to increase. And so ultimately, in sort of a, a moment of desperation, they said, you know what, we've tried everything, but we haven't asked what God wants us to do. So they spent an hour praying around the old wooden table in the office, and over that hour, they felt two things come onto their hearts. The first was this time period of 40 days, which, again, God uses over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the second was, what do you do during those 40 days? And that's where they felt the Lord place on their hearts 40 days of prayer and fasting for an end to abortion, 40 days of community outreach to educate their community about the tragic reality of abortion, and 40 days of peaceful prayer vigil all day every day in front of abortion facilities. And during those 40 days, the abortion rate dropped by 28%. And so one by one, cities across the country began to do their own 40 days for life vigils until it kind of became a national and then international phenomenon where now you you can go to, you know, this, this upcoming fall, September 22nd to October 31st, there would be Probably we're still finalizing some of the applications, but around 600 cities where you'll find people on the streets praying for an end to abortion uh, at any given time of the day. And like with this, uh, what's coming up tomorrow night, uh, there's something called the Jericho March associated with it. What is the Jericho March? Yes, that's something that really, really took off in Ann Arbor specifically, and other cities around the country have, have kind of followed it. But we see the Jericho March in Scripture where you know, God commands the army to march around uh, the walls of Jericho, and uh, ultimately they, they follow his advice, his command, as, as silly as it may have looked for them to just march in circles around those walls. But after after they completed that command, uh, the walls fell. And so the folks in Ann Arbor, who I, I'm looking very much forward to seeing, they're doing the same thing. They're praying and they're trusting that, you know, whatever the passersby think, whatever the community thinks of their presence there, that by being faithful to the Lord, we will see the walls of abortion fall, and that that abortion facility, which is such a strong fortress in Ann Arbor, will be no match for the mercy and the grace of our Lord, and we'll see uh, Ann Arbor once again return to respecting the lives of all of its citizens, even those who are not yet born. Now let me reiterate again, I'm with uh, Steve Carlin right now. He's the author of This Is When We Begin to Fight, um, where he talks about his own family's battle against late-term abortion academia, and uh, miscarriage at home. But what we're focusing on is a meeting tomorrow night in Ann Arbor. Uh, it's, uh, you can get more information at 40daysforlife.com slash Ann Arbor. And uh, people will be meeting, for those of you who already uh, know what I'm talking about and you've been involved before. Uh, folks will be gathering tomorrow night, 6.30 in the evening. There's a public right-of-way outside of the Planned Parenthood Facility at 3100 Professional Drive in Ann Arbor. Uh, Again, if you need more information on that, we'll have it available at AveMariaRadio.net or you can go uh, contact Sandy Weathers at Plan2, that's the numeral 2, Plan2Pray at gmail.com. That's Plan2Pray at gmail.com. And let Sandy know what your question is or anything information that you need, let her know what uh, you'll need. But again, we'll have that information for you at AveMariaRadio.net, or you can go to 40daysforlife.com slash Ann Arbor uh, to make it convenient. Steve, when you look around uh, participation, 
uh, now uh, in the United States. Uh, there have got to be a lot of people who say, or at least feel, if they don't say it, they at least feel it. And it's this. We've been at this for a long time. Um, what confidence do we have that we're making any difference at all? What do you say to them? Well, I think that perhaps the greatest consolation should be that we have seen the abortion rate in the United States dramatically drop. Mm -hmm. There was a stretch in the 80s and early 90s where we were losing one and a half million children to abortion each and every year, and that number uh, has been well under a million. It's been in the 800,000 range, which mm -hmm. I shudder to think that that's good news or yeah. that that's progress, <laughs> that we're only taking 800,000 lives a right, year. But right. it is a step in the right direction. And, of course, we've got uh, a big case be before the Supreme Court this fall, which could lead to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. I don't know whether it will happen or not, but uh, I think there's a lot of reason to be hopeful about it. And uh, ultimately, these injustices, they, they don't correct themselves. And right. in the span of a 30-minute television show or a, a two-hour movie, sometimes it can take a while. Uh, no one saw the fall of the Soviet Union coming in the 80s, but those who trusted in the Lord knew that sooner or later it would happen. And it turns out it was much sooner than anyone expected. And I think that's what the end of abortion will look like. Maybe nobody will see it coming, but you hit that critical mass and God acts and there's no mistaking that it's not the work of any man, but it's our God Almighty who, who will end the scourge, and we're simply grateful that he involves us in that process. He, he doesn't need our help, but in his generosity, he lets us be and invites us to be part of the solution to the abortion crisis. Yeah. No, very true, and because our participation in this is part of being a responsible citizen, it's part of being a faithful disciple of Jesus, uh, and again, it's part of expanding our own uh, sensibilities about what really is important in life. I, um, you know, I think you mentioned earlier as you were talking about uh, how your wife uh, responded to this friend who was uh, going for abortion. Um, you used a line in which the woman said, uh, well, I, I am pregnant, but don't worry. Uh, I'm going to take care of it. <laughs> uh, not take care of her, take care of him, but take care of it the depersonalizing of the unborn child. And it does seem uh, that when a person is planning to abort, they, even in their language, they depersonalize the child by calling the child an it rather than a he or a she. I'm sure you've seen that uh, in just popular uh, language. Uh, is that true? It is true. I think uh, genetic engineering, sorry, not genetic engineering, that's another pro-life issue, but rhetorical engineering yeah. is really necessary to commit these, these sorts of atrocities. We see it in uh, every genocide. We see it in war crimes. We see it in all the great crimes against humanity. You have to dehumanize someone to uh, make it okay to kill them. And, you know, when my wife's friend used the word it, I don't know I don't know what her level of knowledge was. So right. many women who right. get abortions are misled or uninformed about what they're doing. But we do know that the abortion industry, and uh, in most cases, the politicians who are enabling it, they do know very well. And uh, it, it's really a dishonest uh, and predatory technique for, for drumming up abortion sales. Yeah. Very true. Steve, thank you for being with me uh, today, and I uh, uh, hope to see you tomorrow night. At uh, 630, uh, that's at the, again, at the uh, 3100 uh, Professional Drive in Ann Arbor. 
That's the 40dayswithlife.com slash Ann Arbor. You can get the information there. We'll have it available for you at AveMariaRadio.net. Best wishes, Steve. Hope to see you tomorrow. Look forward to it. Thank you. God bless you. Again, Steve Carlin is the campaign director for 40 Days for Life and the author of This is When We Begin to Fight. Um, we have, uh, we'll have, of course, the book available in the online bookstore. But I do want to make sure, uh, again, these events come up uh, fast. And so you, when they do pop up, we've got to kind of be flexible. And so tomorrow night, 6.30, again, at the uh, Planned Parenthood facility at 3100 Professional Drive in Ann Arbor. We'll have the information for you at 40daysforlife.com. Or you can write Sandy Weathers at plan2pray at gmail.com. I'm Al Creston.